everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Thursday, it's May 20th, it's 2021, and we have four games to talk about here on today's slate. Nice, easy, quick, um, fun four-game slate. I'm joined today by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. What's happening? Fun is a relative term. I don't know, I just I just took a look at this slate, and... Uh... Maybe fun from a, from a hitting side, but maybe not a pitching side. I mean, that's what makes it fun, right? Because we all, like, who has the kahunis to, like, play some of these pitchers in these spots? Um, I do. I know you do. Um, but, yeah, the bats the bats are where it's at today. Yep. And uh, we have a split slate today. Uh, I'll, be on the, I'll be on the crunch time, free crunch time in the morning, if you're listening, for uh, with Roth and, and Grant. So, uh, so the early slate, the early 12.30 a.m. Eastern, p.m. Eastern slate, whatever. Tune in on YouTube. Subscribe there. You'll see me there. But, but two, two, two chances to bink. So you do it early and then try to do it late. And uh, I don't want to get one of them. Well, yeah, you got to get one. Um, I can't wait to see how Wednesday slate ends up. Like I, re- I redeemed myself um, on the podcast yesterday. So I'm happy about that. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, superdraft.com, make sure you head on over there, check them out. Um, I will put the link again for the Superdraft free roll that we're running um, for PGA this weekend. If you get into it, um, I think PGA starts like super early though. So if you're listening to the podcast super early and you want to try to get into it, um, take advantage of that. Golf starts at 7 a.m. for the PGA championship. So the link will be in the podcast um, description. Um, so, yeah, if you're listening right now and it's before 7 a.m., jump in there, get in the free roll, use promo code GRINDERS to sign up over there, get a $50 instant deposit bonus alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you make that $50 deposit so you get advantage, take advantage of that. But really, like, honestly, Jordan, like, we don't get a lot of deposit bonuses and stuff anymore. Like, take advantage of the full 500 and um, get that 250 and let it, let it trickle into your account. You play through it. And what worst case scenario, you play through it, you get the bonus, withdraw, and never play there again. But, I mean, it's free money. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> we start with Miami at Philly. Alcantara against Vincent Velasquez. No total the last time I looked. I'll look again really quick. Um, I see I see right now eight total, 4.2 for the Phillies, 3.9 for the Marlins. So that means the Phillies are a slight favorite at 120. It is out now. Um, so, yeah, I think that 120. Yeah, 120-ish. Um, all right. Any interest here in Sandy Alcantara? Uh, he's overpriced at 9,300, but the, the Phillies have not been hitting well at all. Uh for his price, I mean, is he the most talented pitcher on the slate? He's not. I mean, there's really no talented, talented pitchers on the slate. Uh, I think he'll get ownership if people are going to spend up at pitcher, but I don't think he's going to project well. Because we have just just a little, since it's four games, we can kind of skip around a little. Pavetta and Mats are probably the two best pitchers on the slate, but they're also playing in Florida in the Little League ballpark. And that has the highest total on the slate. So I'm not sure if people are going to pay 9K for them. 
but I think Alcantara against the Phillies, like I'm, I'm more inclined to play him if less people are playing him, but if people are, if he's going to be 20 plus percent owned on a four game slate, uh, well, I don't see that much upside at 9,300. I think it'll be really popular. Um, I think both pitchers in this game are going to be somewhat popular. Um, like you said, Philly's not hitting the ball great. And even at 9,300, everybody's really overpriced. Real Muto's kind of banged up right now. Uh, so if he's out of the lineup, it's, it's obviously easy to line up. And you're just really worried about Harper, Hoskins, McCutcheon. Um, and then on the other side of this game, Vincent Velasquez, I mean, any pitcher facing the Marlins is going to get ownership. Any pitcher facing the Marlins on a four-game slate with very little pitching is going to get ownership. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Vincent Velasquez? I think I'll end up being the highest owned pitcher on the entire slate. I I agree. Okay, and we 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 we've done the dance with Vince Velasquez before. Uh, he at times he looks electric, and at other times he looks awful. So, uh, I mean, I think on I think on this slate the chalk pitching combination is going to be Velasquez and Smiley against the Marlins and the Pirates. The Pirates have the lowest implied run total. I'm more inclined to not play those two together and stack against whichever, like that's to me on this four game slate, that's, that's the play that you play Velasquez, Velasquez lineups and you stack the Pirates or you play Smiley lineups and you stack the Marlins because that they're going to be, I think these pitchers are going to be over-owned but they're they're going to project to be the two best pitchers on the slate. I'm gonna, like, there's only four games. There's only there's only seven pitchers to choose from because we'll get to the Dodgers, who there's no one to play. Who's gonna they're going to be playing a bullpen game? Uh, I mean, he's the he's the best of the, of the bunch. But my thrill, no. I mean, if you go into this late and you're playing tournaments and you're playing Vincent Velasquez, just save your money and play Friday. Um, everybody's going to have the same type of builds. Like, what's the point? Like, I am more likely to lose money stacking the Marlins than to play Vincent Velasquez on the slate. Like, it's You're as simple me. as that. We're, we're, we're finally together on this. And and the Marlins aren't even a vomit stack anymore. They're actually, they, they have some expensive players in their line. I mean, it just, I agree with you 100%. He's 7,500. He's facing the Marlins. It doesn't matter who the name is. You had a guy with a strikeout rate of like 28%. And of course, everybody's going to play him. So I- I'm not like I'll, I'll play one to three teams on the slate. Like I always do. And I won't have him in any of my teams. Um, Cause I, I think it's pointless. I, I do um, a 50% owned guy on a four game slate. No, in a, in a bad ballpark for pitching, like Philly's a good hitters ballpark. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Let's talk Marlins bets because obviously we're both kind of on the same thing. We're both thinking that we're going to have really high ownership in Velasquez. I mean, I think you start with Duvall and Dickerson and just kind of Jesus Aguilar is 4,300. Chisholm Hall is 4,400. I, I would have those four guys in my stack and then just kind of figure out who the fifth is. Right. Well, Anderson's cheap at 3K at third base. And uh, the catcher is not going to – I mean, if you look on the slate for catcher, I mean, you have Will Smith. And maybe Vasquez and Danny Jansen, maybe. I mean, what's the worst case scenario? You take Sandy Leon at twenty four hundred, so you could pay up for some good one off bats elsewhere. So, like, I'm like to me, this is if I'm stacking the Marlins I'm, on the DraftKings, I'll just play the fifth man and just play Leon 
in my catcher slot. On Fanduel, you don't have to because you only have to play four man and you have that catcher first base position. But yeah, to me, it's Chisholm, Aguiar, Duvall, Dickerson, Anderson, and I mean, take out one of them because you have two outfielders there. Yeah, and then then Sandy Leon if if you need be. And on the on the other end of the spectrum for for the Phillies, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure how own the Phillies are going to be because their bats other than the bottom of their lineup are fairly expensive in comparison to the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Braves for a bit, the, the, the Dodgers, cause you have a cheap bat in there. You can make that stack work. So the Phillies interest me just from a perspective of like, yeah, they do not have the highest implied run total and Alcantara isn't like a gas can or anything. But just from an ownership perspective, like if Real Muto's back in that lineup, like that lineup isn't that bad. McCutcheon, Zagora, Harper, Real Muto, Hoskins, these are these are real hitters. And uh, if Alcantara is going to be 20 plus percent owned, if he ends up that way, like it just makes the Phillies even even lower owned. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you're looking at the Phillies bats, it's pretty much the top of the order is where you get the most excited for Alcantara has been really good against righties and he struggled against lefties. And really like the only lefty that you could potentially take advantage of Alcantara with is Harper outside of just fully stacking. Um, the other guy that would be very interesting if he catches here, if Romuto is out again is Andrew Knapp. He's a switch hitter um, and has decent power from the left side of the plate. So he would be another catcher that I think you could potentially look at on a four game slate. Uh, moving on, we got Will Crow against Drew Smiley. Yes, Will Crow, real pitcher. Um, this game has an 8.5 total. Atlanta's a 190 favorite. Um, any interest here in Will Crow? Uh, he's the worst pitcher on the slate, and that's hard to do when Merrill Kelly's on it also. Yeah. Um, I feel like Merrill Kelly's been on, like, the last three slates. Um, like, they keep pushing him back. <laughs> Every time I go to, like, talk about him, he's on the slate. Uh, anyway, yeah, Will Chrome, not great. I mean, it's a righty against Atlanta, and he's just not a big strikeout guy. Very hittable pitcher. Um, this is a pass spot for me. Drew Smiley, 8,400. I mean, Drew Smiley is not good, but Pittsburgh's bad. I think Drew Smiley is going to get ownership, but – I'm way more likely to play Drew Smiley than I am to play Vincent Velasquez on this slate. Well, I think, like I said, I'm going to play one. I think if I make lineups, like if I were to make three max or something like that, if I was to hand build single entry, like I would play one of Velasquez or Smiley to me, I to, to me that it's, it's whatever it's whatever it is. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picky. They both have flaws, but I just would not play them together like that. Not because they're not the best pitching pairing. It's just that, that I, I think that half the lineups in the contest are going to have both of those guys together. So to me, it's just a matter of how how my how my lineups shake out. But that that's what interests me. And it's weird to say I haven't played I, I I haven't played them all year pretty much. The Pirates in Atlanta getting a ballpark upgrade. They're really cheap, and they're really bad. <laughs> anything could happen right yolo no anything can listen baseball variance is very high it's almost up there with nascar um baseball variance is really high so i mean looking at the pittsburgh bats if you want to target smiley 
with some of these guys. I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, as far as just looking at how, how cheap these guys are, it's just like, who are you really going to play? Like, Newman, Reynolds, Reynolds, Stallings, Will Craig is 2200. God, all of them are terrible. I Stallings, know they're horrible. You, Stallings, I'm in on Stallings. He's a cheap catcher, right? Isn't he cheap? Yeah, and um, he's batting cleanup. This guy oh, batted he's banged eighth. up too. He's he, he batted didn't even play eighth last year. How he's a cleanup hitter now. <laughs> that's how bad this lineup is. <laughs> oh, that's how bad this lineup. Gonzalez is decent against lefties. I don't even know what his price is, but 2600. Yeah, there you go. No, yeah, but guy. you're not playing the pie. You're not playing the Pirates because you think they're going to do well. You're doing it because the, you think a blue moon's going to happen. It's a four game slate, and how else are you going to get different? So there aren't going to be as many pirate stack lineups, and Smiley's going to be fifty percent owned. Like how many? The Pirates don't need to put up ten runs in that instance. It's a four game slate. If the Pirates are the top scoring team with seven runs, and Smiley gets shelled for six of them. Like you eliminate like half the lineups in the contest and give your shot at first place. Is it a core thing to do? No, but that's, that's the strategy behind it. Um, Atlanta, I think they're one of the top pivots off of Boston, Toronto. Um, they, they're in a great spot here. Just that they're expensive. I mean, Albies is 5,100 now. Freeman's 5,200. Acuna's 6,100. I mean, unless you're going to mix in the bottom of the, I mean, Swanson, Riley, Contreras, Caredia. I mean, you could, you could do it. I think they're going to be owned. I think uh, the, the Braves are going to be, the Braves are probably be the second highest owned stack uh, these prices. But I mean, if you're playing Velasquez and Smiley, you could fit in expensive hitters, but I, I would say, I would say Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta has the second highest implied run total. And I think they will be the second highest owned team. Uh, just, I, I agree with that. Just just make lineups if you're playing GPPs so you're not like playing the chalk all around it. Uh, moving on. We have Boston at Toronto. Like you said, this game has the highest total on the slates. Um, currently sitting at 10. Toronto's a slight favorite at 130. Pavetta and Mats. Um, I mean, Nick Pavetta's Nick Pavetta, he's not great, and this is a small park, and it's going to be hot. Like it's it's hot in Florida. Um, I don't have any interest here in Pavetta, even on a small slate. And even though he's pitched somewhat decent this season, I don't think this is the spot um, to play Pavetta. I disagree, from a game theory perspective. Pavetta game theory and makes a ton of sense. All right. Pavetta and Matt, you had if we if we took the ballpark and the matchup out of this and we listed the pitchers on the slate, and you say who in real life are the more talented pitchers? Pavetta and Matt would be would be one and two, right? Well, Matt's would. I'm not Pavetta's, I, a, I, Pavetta's a strikeout pitcher. I mean, come on. He's okay. I guess. You guess. Okay. I, I get your point, but I think because people are going to be playing a lot of bats in this game, the pitching ownership is going to be low. And it could be one of these slates where basically Dunedin, Dunedin, however you pronounce the Little League ballpark, whatever small miniature ballpark there, uh, is going to attract all the ownership. It may be one of those slates where it's like when Coors fails. It's like, oh, two gas, gas cans and Coors and it's three to two. And you play for that instance. So you fade the bats, you play the pitchers. Because to me, 
in 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 uh in uh in in GPP lineups in GPPs, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see Velasquez plus Smiley and a stack of either the Braves, Dodgers, Blue Jays, or Red Sox. But you know what lineups you're not gonna see many of? Uh, lineups that have Pavetta and or Mats paying up twice at pitcher and then having a five-man pirate stack against the Smiley teams or the Miami stack against the Velasquez teams. Now, is that the best route to go? Well, from a projection standpoint, it isn't. But from like, how? what's the easiest way for me to win first place? If that happens, if we get a low-scoring game in Florida and the Pirates put up six runs on Smiley, like you, you, you could win. Now, if that doesn't happen, you come in last place. So just understand that it's 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 one or the other. You're not going to end up in the middle somewhere. So is it the best best thing to do? No. But Pavetta and Matt's ownership will be lower because people are going to be playing bats from that game and people don't play bats and pitchers together. So I could see Pavetta and Matt's both being under 15% owned, if not even less. And if they put up a seven strikeout game, I mean, I don't need 30 points from these guys. Like, it, it, are these good matchups? No, these are two good hitting teams in a ballpark that barely keeps the ball in the, in the, in the, in the way. It's the highest total in the slate. I always have to preface myself that I'm talking as far as a GPP strategy perspective and not because like projection. Yeah, projection-wise, Pavetta and Mats are going to be low, right? You're going to look in the bat and go, okay, these are the worst pitchers to play. But they have ceilings and it's something that other people aren't going to do. I'm more likely to play Mats than I am Pavetta, for what it's worth. Um, and, and like Reds, the Red Sox are they're a team that can throw a bunch of righties at you, but I mean, it's just not as good as it used to be. Kiki's numbers this season against lefties kind of stink. We know Ver, Verdugo is not good lefty lefty. We know JD's very good against lefties. We know Xander's very good against lefties, but like. Devers is a bit bad against lefties. Marwin Gonzalez is not great. Um, Dahlback is good against lefties, but he strikes out at a really high clip. Like, I mean, if you're if you're playing Mats, you're just hoping the Red Sox don't do what they did to Stripling and hang like five runs in the first inning. Um, but yeah, I think Mats. I, I think he's in play for tournaments for sure. I like him more than I like Pavetta, but again, it's more of this game has the highest total and. I don't mind taking a shot and just you're just trying to build a 1% lineup on a four game slate. And, you know, how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to do that by probably taking a picture in Boston, Toronto, like Blender said, and hoping that Vincent Velasquez doesn't pitch well. And, you know, you get some runs scored by the Marlins. That's probably how you're going to, cause that's what everybody's going to play. Everybody's going to play bats, Boston, Toronto, and they're going to try to play Vincent Velasquez. Uh, what you should do, apparently now in DFS, all you have to do each day is figure out which pitcher is going to hit the no, they're going to have the no hitter, right? Kluber. Did he throw it? Yeah, Kluber. Kluber did it. All right, he was our top pitcher on the podcast yesterday, so that's right. awesome. Well, well, there, there you go. Every day there's going to be a no hitter now, right? <laughs> just you just got to find it. Spencer he, Turnbull and he me. threw like a gym though. Like Kluber, he but threw a hundred and one pitches. Yeah, he's a good like yeah. on that list. It's like okay, I could see Corey Kluber. I Turnbull against Seattle, <laughs> right? Against Texas. I mean, yeah, you could see. Okay, I could see that. Wade Miley, no hitters. 
No, I don't see that. But Kluber's always been like reverse splits too, like digging into his stats yesterday. Um, he, he's very good against lefties. So, I mean, my do team's I, gonna be I really good. No, do I see Gilbert. a no hitter between Pivetta and Mats? No, I don't. No, I'm not gonna call that. I don't think there's gonna be a no hitter on Thursday. I'm sorry. Like we're gonna break the streak. No, what'll end up happening will be Will Crow, right? <laughs> <laughs> He'll make you eat crow. Um, all right. Bats in this game. I mean, oh. I mean, you could play. You could play any oh. bat in this game. Right. Any. Do we have to say anything? Just and all of them. Just every 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 single bat. Right. Everyone has power in, in the entire lineup. Play them all. Yeah. I mean, I hope Renfro grabs a good lineup spot because that'd be nice. They finally priced him up a bit. He's now thirty seven hundred. Does it matter though on this slate? No, like, no, no, it doesn't. I'm just saying that that, that have to that six weeks he's been under three K. It's gonna be tough to stack Toronto at their prices though. Not when you're playing Velasquez and Smiley in your lineup. Yeah, but I'm not playing Velasquez, so Okay, now who who, who you play? That's um, what I'm saying. At, who do you play? Who are you playing? Alcantara? I don't know. Right. That like it's hard to get away from Velasquez Smiley. You know what I might do? I might play stack. the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. I might stack Toronto with Miami and play Drew Smiley and Edwin Ucia, um, the re- the long relief guy for the Dodgers. There you Is go. Is he 4K? He's 4K. Okay. So I guess so. All right. Let's get into that game. Arizona at LA taking on the Dodgers. It's Merrill Kelly. The Dodgers. Everything I've read is Jimmy Nelson's going to open this game, throw one to two innings, and then Ucia is going to come in and throw 50 to 60 pitches. Um, so, yeah, let's start with Kelly. Um, and this game doesn't have a total right now for what it's worth. Um, I mean, this is the same story I've said for the last two days because you know, Kelly has been the guy that we've talked about in the podcast the last two days. Um, it's a righty against the Dodgers. Hard pass, even on this slate. Right. I mean, he's 8,800. Really? If he if he had a little bit more strikeout stuff with all the banged up Dodgers right now, you could make a serious case. He's just not a big strikeout guy. Well, you could also make a serious case if he was two thousand less. If it was sixty eight hundred. Okay, maybe I could take a shot. But am I paying eighty eight hundred dollars for him? I'm not. I mean, let's talk Edwin Yusia. Um, Yusita. Uh, how many know. pitches do you think he pitches? 50 to 60 is what the report that I oh, read. Okay, that isn't that bad. He threw 50. Oh, what did he throw? He threw 54 the first time he did this against the Marlins. He threw three innings, uh, had four strikeouts, zero earned runs, but allowed a home run after an error. So it wasn't an earned run. Um, he has some decent strikeout stuff facing an Arizona lineup that's pretty weak. I think like. If you're going to get four innings and 12 to 15 points for 4K on a four-game slate, I think you have to have some interest. I think I think it works out in the case that this slate happens where, like, all the pitchers get shelled, right? It's like – it's a slate where where Velasquez like, – like, no pitcher gets more than 12 points. Like, the Marlins put up five runs. The Pirates put up five runs. Like, all the – like – and then, obviously, to get the teams that put up even more than that, you're going to have to spend down somewhere – and you spend down for pitcher, he, he even if he gives you 10 points for 4K or something, I mean, let's just say Vince Velasquez has the best game out of all the pitchers, and he's sitting there with 12 and a half points, giving up four runs. Like then, 
10 points from a pitcher ain't bad, right? If the Red Sox put up runs on Mats and Pavetta gets hit, I mean, you'll be sitting there. The Pirates put up four runs on Smiley. You'll be sitting there like hoping that you get 20 points total out of both pitchers. And in those types of slates, like, yeah, then the reliever, the, you know, the long reliever, that's perfectly fine. Now, if any of the pitchers put up 30 point games, you're probably dead. But I don't, but this doesn't seem like the type of slate that any pitcher is going to put up 30 points. I think it makes a ton of sense. I mean, it could easily backfire and not turn out well for what it's worth. But I, I think, I think overall, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, like, you just don't need a, a, a Tim to go out and crush if, if this is a hitting slate. So, uh, Arizona Bats, any interest in them? Only because not many people are going to play him. I mean, I could play, I could play. I mean, Peralta and Escobar are getting, I don't know, do I play them? But I mean, they may have like Josh Rojas, Pavin Smith, Stephen Vogt at catcher. I can see doing something like that, like a five man stack, maybe not. But, you know, a fill in, you know, fill in, you know, I think most of the Diamondbacks will go low owned. So you fill in a three man, a two man. I could see doing that. You just you're not getting much leverage because the, there's not going to be much ownership on on Dodgers pitchers. So I don't I don't know why I'd rather play that than cheaper hitters in other games. Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest unless for some reason that the Dodgers pitcher ends up becoming like chalky. Um, I, I don't have a ton of interest in this one. So uh, the Dodgers. I mean, if everybody's playing Boston, Toronto, like I said, I think Atlanta's interesting, and I think the Dodgers are interesting here. Um, the lineup is not your typical Dodgers lineup, but Merrill Kelly is just – he's not great. No, and, and Beatty's cheap, 3100 Lux is 3600 You pay up a catcher for Will Smith, and you play two of Betts, Muncie, Turner or something. And that's that's about as expensive as the Red Sox or the Blue Jays five man stack. So, I mean, it's absolutely doable, and it's not like Merrill Kelly has much strikeout stuff. So the ball's going to be put into play. All right, let's um let's play the morning grind game. Oh my and... god, with four games? Oh yes. my god, I'm going to choose this now. <laughs> I'm gonna I gotta go sweat Logan Gilbert, man. Um... <laughs> So what I okay. Go okay. Let's 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 let, let's get this. There's only so many people to choose from, so this should be this shouldn't be that. Long. All right, I'm changing the game up because that's what's you fun. Are. Um, there's there's because there's only like three pitchers under 8K. So give me any pitcher on the slate that you think is going to strike out six or more guys. Six or more guys. I'll I'll, I'll I'm I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna do it just to spite you, Nick Pavetta. Okay. All right. I'll go um I'll go Drew Smiley. Um pick any pitcher on this slate that is going to score negative fantasy points. Uh, Merrill Kelly will pitch too long to, to still remain positive. Uh, I I'll have to go Will Crow. Um <laughs> let's I'm, I'm just going for it uh give me vincent velasquez over 4k to hit a home run over 4k to hit a home run uh, do, do it should i do the cliched one 
I'll, I'll, do, I'll do I'll do the cliched one because someone we have to mention it on a podcast anytime the Red Sox face a lefty, JD Martinez, right? You have to do the cliche Martinez against lefty home run, right? He's very good. He, it doesn't matter if it's a lefty or righty. He's very yeah, good. Yeah, but it's always a it's always a lefty. If Nelson Cruz was on the slate against the left, uh, got to mention that guy. Yeah, you always got to mention Nelson Cruz against the lefty. Um. All right, I'm gonna take. Give me Freddie Freeman against Crow. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Under 4K to get two hits. Uh, under 4K. Two hits. Not a home run or anything. Uh, let's let's see. Well, probably uh, I'll I'll just go easy. Matt Beatty. I like that one. 3100 Super cheap. Um, I'm going to go with Duvall. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. I mean, it's most probably I'll, I'll hedge. I'll hedge. I'll, I'll win one of these probably, or maybe I can win both. He could, he could strike out a lot of hitters and still give up this many runs. I'll go with the blue Jays. I'm all in. Give me the Marlins. I'm building my Marlins stack as we speak. Um, I'm doing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play one team because this slate kind of stinks, and I'm gonna play the Marlins. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stack the Marlins. Um, I'm gonna st- skip the betting question. Any final thoughts before we get out of here today? No, this is it's actually a much more awful slate than I thought it was when I first looked at it. <laughs> it's not great. Um, it's not great. That the is only thing sure. that's good about this slate is that you could see right now, even before I'm looking at projections, how cl- what the chalk is clearly going to be. It's just that to differentiate from that chalk, you're playing lineups that you look at, and it's like, do I play this lineup or do I go to the toilet, open up my wallet, and throw it in? Like, the, like it's going to be one of those times. Like, okay, this will happen one out of a hundred times. Let's uh, let's hope it happens tonight. Other than that, I'm dead. I mean. Anybody that listens knows that, like, that's how I feel about the Marlins today. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right, that's gonna wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow. Much better slate. Um, Blender will be doing free crunch time with Roth, and I think you said Grant. Yep. I, I wonder if Grant will actually wake up. Uh, that's that's He's early on the schedule. For him. That's all I know. He's on the schedule. <laughs> all right and there's free crunch time at 5 30 as well with roth cardi and stl so make sure you guys are checking that out uh congratulations to Corey kluber for scoring uh, a gazillion fantasy points in my lineup at five percent owns um we'll be back tomorrow good luck everyone we'll see you then